Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. How you doing, Rich? Good, good. Uh, coming off a loss, but it's yeah. okay. It's okay, yeah. it's okay yeah. because uh, we actually backed ourselves into a playoff. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty nice. I was right, like, how do you lose? How do you lose? And by the end of the week, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. Right. End, end, of the, <laughs> end of the day. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess it's, things could be worse. Hey, I was thinking, uh, so that, that puts, uh, uh, three of the NFL East teams in the playoffs. Um, we should, we should sort of, uh, commemorate that or something somehow like, uh, um, some kind of acknowledgement maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we definitely got to figure it out and see how it shakes out these last spots because, um, there's actually a couple more teams that are. You know, they're up for grabs. Still. Right, right. You know, those and, um, sixth and seventh spots in both NFC and AFC. Yeah, I don't think any of our teams been eliminated from the playoffs, right? Any of the eight teams? I don't think No, so. I no, think I don't believe so. Eliminated. Not yet. Yeah, right. So it'll be interesting to see how they play out. So There's we, a couple right around the corner, but uh, nothing as of right now. So. Yeah. So. Cool, cool. I'm um, talking about coming off of a loss as a Dolphins fan. Um I am too. I'm getting kind of used to it. Three in a row now. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but you know, uh, when we, uh, this is our Tuesday podcast, doing it on Wednesday night. Um, and when we decided to move it to Wednesday night, I went ahead and put together kind of my feelings about that game and did a little mini podcast over um, in the um, uh, Mr. McDolphin podcast, which is part of the NFL East podcast network. Make sure you all check that out little 30 30 minute segments on uh you know deep dives into specific games um it was rough man that was a rough loss it was a rough loss that was a game the Dolphins should have won but yeah I really thought you guys had it in there uh till the yeah we I mean on that night on that night we were the better team so I think so um, we had a better game plan we you know man you know but Josh Allen does did what Josh Allen does and you know that's that's about it. But we'll get into that here in a few. That's one of the games we're going to talk about tonight. What we're going to do is wrap up week 15. We are going to go through each game that each team in the NFL East played in in week 15, run through these games, give you our takeaways and uh, move right along and uh, kind of turn the page on week 15. Then we'll be back tomorrow night to set up um games of the week looking ahead at week 16 and have uh, some news from the east and some fun stuff going on so that's the plan for tonight does that sound good to you rich yeah yeah we can work through these all right cool cool well let's go ahead and jump into it then takeaways from the east Yeah, this was a this was a pretty um interesting week when it comes to the NFL East, um, a really good slate of games, I thought. Um, so let's go ahead and start. Let's start with that um, Jets-Lions game. That was a great game, man. Uh, the Lions pull it out 20-17. to 17. 
Um, it was a great game, just back and forth, and of course came down to the wire. I think I called that right, and I I said the winner of this game is going to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. And, and uh, it it looks like you know the the Lions were able to pull it out at the end, but like I said, it came down to the wire in the um in the third quarter uh, at a tied ball game, ten to ten. Zach Wilson throws his one interception. Um, it leads to a Detroit field goal. They go up 10 to 13. And in the fourth, uh, the Jets score and go up 17 to 13. Um, they hit CJ Uzama. How do you say his last name? <laughs> I'm not going to try to. U Z O M A H Uzama. CJ Uzama. I was like, okay. And this was his second touchdown of the day. <laughs> you know what? This dude, right. uh, CJ Uzma, went off. Um, late in the fourth, uh, late in the fourth, Goff hits Brock White for a 51 yard bomb touchdown, Detroit 20 to 17. With four seconds left on the clock, the Jets set up for a 58 yard field goal. Um, to force it into overtime, and the kick is no good wide left. So this game was just back and forth. Great defense. Zach Wilson, he had an okay game. He it, When he stood in the pocket and tried to force the passes, it was not good. But when he rolled out of the pocket, he actually looked a lot better, and he actually made some decent throws. He went 18 for 35, 317 yards and two touchdowns, and, of course, that one costly interception. Um, they had no running game at all. The Jets had no running game. Bam Knight had 13 carries for 23 yards. Garrett Wilson, uh, my boy, he had four receptions for 98 yards. Jeff Smith, four receptions for 77 yards. Elijah Moore, four receptions for 51 yards. And then C.J. Uzuma, two receptions, 41 yards, and the two touchdowns we talked about. Um, yeah, this was just, it was back and forth. Wilson got it around. You, you heard me name off all of those, the tight end and the receivers. I was, he just, he got the ball all over the field, but he looked really, really bad until he rolled out of the pocket. When he rolled out of the pocket, um, it, it seemed to loosen up for him and he made some decent throws. The biggest stat for me in this game and this is amazing. Um, Sauce Gardner had 38 cover snaps and was targeted zero times. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the way you beat Sauce Gardner is you just don't throw the ball near him. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, which is a good strategy. Uh, he literally had his side of the field shut down. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was pretty wild. On the other side of the ball, uh, golf went 23 for 38, 252 yards and a touchdown. Swift and Williams combined for 21 carries, 85 yards. Um, Amara St. Brown had seven receptions for 76 yards. Um, this was just an even game. It was back and forth. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah, it was a, it was a good game. Um, glad I watched it and, uh, just, yeah, just kind of back and forth. And, um, and, and, these two teams are pretty equal. Um, though I like the Lions offense better than the Jets offense, but I like the Jets defense better than the Lions defense. But the Lions yeah. defense has recently stepped up and have been playing better. So, um, yeah, it just came down to it. It's amazing. Sauce Gardner as a rookie, because um, that would be an amazing stat for any cornerback 
um, in the NFL and for a rookie to just shut down his side of the field is pretty amazing. Yeah, I feel I feel like he's earned that respect. I know if I'm an offensive coordinator, that's probably what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, you know, unless I've got it. Uh, <laughs> well, you even if you've got a great you know receiver like a J- Justin Jefferson or um, right. whoever, I'm still gonna be cautious about going his direction. Uh, right. Yeah, all these games are feeling like playoff games at week 15 here. Yeah, and uh, well, a lot of these that we're you know we're talking about like for the Jets, Lions, Patriots, Raiders, um, these are playoff games. These right. these teams need wins to make it into the playoffs. So, yeah, these are a lot of implications for uh, these right. games. Yeah, a lot at stake for sure. Right. So, yeah, I'm I'm cool. uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know that Zach Wilson looks like a uh, franchise quarterback yet, especially not a, not a number two overall pick, but. Uh, unless you're comparing it to Ryan Leaf, but no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, he's way better than that. Um, but right. uh, I do agree with you when he's when he's on the run, when he's using his athleticism. Um, yeah, uh, he he has better results there. I think. Right. Yeah. And that's probably just being young, and uh, he's got to learn how to be a pocket passer. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I don't like him. Um, a lot of people are saying if Mike White would have started or would have played this game they think the jets would have won um maybe you know what i'm saying i mean maybe because he he has uh you know he has played better um so i i don't know and it's uh to see what goes forward in that quarterback position for the jets will be very interesting to keep an eye on yeah uh the jets have also lost three in a row is that correct i think that was their third loss in a row at least, um, yeah, I, I believe yeah, so. I believe yeah. so. So they're a little bit rolling, uh, a little bit. They're they're getting into crunch time. They got to start winning some games. But uh, Detroit, you know, they're they're fighting for a playoff spot too, and look like they're creeping up slowly here at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got the I got Detroit um, going to the playoffs now, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, they they're uh, you know, they were losing so many close games there early on in the season, but they kind of like I feel like they've worked through that a little bit. Um, right. The Jets just have to turn it around there, and they have very limited options to do that, though. Right. But right. I wonder are they going to are they going to put Mike White back in as quarterback? Oh, I, I would I would believe so. Once it goes off so. concussion protocol, I think. Which yeah, I, think, I would believe so. But yeah, uh, I think they will too. Might as well, unless, yeah. unless they're completely eliminated. You, you gotta you gotta put the who you gotta play who your best chance of winning is, and they played better when he you know when he started. So, okay. um. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. This did definitely did not um, uh, win Zach Wilson's job. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the right, one interception yeah. that interception lost them this game. That's yeah. that literally is what lost them the game. So and yeah. allowed Detroit to stay in it. Yeah, I do think he's played better than he did before he got benched there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. I, he. I think, I think there's some better. improvements there, but right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Next up, let's go Eagles Bears. Eagles win twenty-five to twenty. What do you got on this game, Rich? Yeah, this one kind of felt a little bit like a, a playoff game as well. I mean, uh, uh, the Bears really uh, uh, hung in there for the most part uh, till the towards till towards the end there. Um, I guess the biggest thing out, out of this game is that Jalen Hurts got hurt, um, right? Uh, uh, sprained shoulder, I, I think. Uh, uh, he got roughed up there. The Bears Bears were uh, really giving him a little bit of extra, I think, every time he ran the ball, uh, every chance they got to anyway. Uh, Hurts didn't really have a stellar game, uh, 22 for 37, 
did have 315 yards, but uh, no touchdowns and two interceptions. But uh, he did all his damage with you know his legs. Right. Uh, I think he had um, two, uh, two touchdowns. Am I right? I didn't. I did not write that stat down. <laughs> yeah. uh, two rushing touchdowns. Um, and didn't come out of the game even after the shoulder injury, but uh, uh, apparently he did go to uh, get x-rays after the game was over. Uh, he did go in the x-ray tent, and uh, we'll see how this how, how it goes. But uh, but the, the rest of the team played played stellar. The Phillies defense uh, collected six sacks. So right. uh, dominating defense performance. They really uh, – the game was really not much in threat, but – uh, Chicago just hung around there enough to uh, to keep it interesting for the whole game. Um, I actually thought Chicago might win this game, but and it did look there was a point there, maybe around the end of the third quarter, it looked like uh, Philly might lose this game, and Dallas was well on their way to winning their game, so it looked like the tables could really, kind of happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like you know it's all coming together, but uh, props to Philly for. Uh, uh, they are a hard team to they're a hard team to beat apparently because they don't lose right so but it'll be interesting that like I said going forward how, how much time is Jalen hurts gonna miss what is this gonna do to his MVP odds um, um and when we get to the Dallas game like what a missed opportunity because um if uh Jalen hurts is missing the next two or three games uh for this season, uh, I bet I bet Dallas could have made up a game, <laughs> right? But right. but it's going to be uh, nearly impossible at this point. And you have San Francisco, and Minnesota lurking right there too, right? And but I mean, realistically, I think the Dallas Cowboys are in a pretty good spot, and we'll talk about them here in a minute when we talk about their game. But um, that five, that five seed might be right where you want to be, and just take the, the the top the top of the weaker division. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. Um, I'm, you, I'm not you get to that. play that for. Yeah, so, yeah. So, let you're definitely going to be playing the worst team in the playoffs <laughs> in the NFC. Well, except know. that that might be Tampa Bay, and right, exactly. And he's never lost Brady. to the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, true. But Very either way, true. either way, you you uh you earn your spot in the playoffs, though. Right, right. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, good job, Eagles. Um, and next up, we will go with uh, the Saturday game, Saturday night game, Dolphins, Bills. Um, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. Like I said, if you want my in-depth um, view of this game and takeaways of this game, um, just uh, last night we put up a, a little 30-minute podcast deep dive into this game. But but ultimately, I mean, what I will say is this was a great game, man. It was it was nice to see for me it was nice to see the dolphins bounce back and hang in there and actually play a a uh, playoff caliber team um and hang in with them and look like a playoff caliber team you know what i'm saying for the first time in 3 weeks um the dolphins look like they belong in that kind of game back when you know like i i referred back to week 2 week 3 week 2 when we beat this buffalo team when we when we beat baltimore ravens you know what i'm saying and and um i believe it would have continued on in the cincinnati game and so on and so forth if Tua wouldn't have got hurt but you know it was good to see the dolphins bounce back and see them play at that level um this is one of the best game plans that i've seen this year from um coach mcdaniel 
Um, he came in with an awesome game plan. Um, I believe he outcoached, uh, you know, um, the Bills, and we just uh, stuck, you know, see, stuck to the game plan. We uh, ran the ball to a play to well, 17 for 30, 234 yards, two touchdowns. Um, another person that it was good to see have a bounce-back game was Jalen Waddle for the last two weeks. Jalen Waddle, I don't know if he's been dealing with injury in and out of lineups. There's something's been wrong with him. He has not played well. This game he had three receptions for 114 yards and a touchdown, so that was nice. Um, Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill tweeted and said that uh, that he played like crap and it will never happen again. <laughs> so, I saw that, yeah. But he still had nine receptions for 69 yards. I guess yeah. anything less than 100 yards for him is he gets pissed off. Right. And he's <laughs> and a he sore did. loser. So Right, and he did have a touchdown. And I, he really wanted to beat the Bills. You know what I'm saying? He and he's probably like a lot of us and thinks we should have won this game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, shots out to the shot out to the um Dolphins offensive line. I believe this was the best game that we've seen them play. Um, there was a couple dumb penalties, and um, Tua Tua did get sacked. I think Tua was sacked like uh twice, maybe. Um, and that was it. Um, so those couple little things like that, but ultimately they gave Tua plenty of time. And not only that, what they did and what Miami Dolphins had for the first time maybe the second time this year going back first time since the Cleveland game is Miami Dolphins had a running game, baby. Raheem Mostert, 17 carries for 136 yards. He also had a reception for a 20 yard, uh, 20 yard reception. And um, Salvin Ahmed also had six carries for 43 yards and that sweet uh, touchdown run. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Those are some highlights. What you got, Rich? Yeah. Uh, also, I'll add Sid, Sid Wilson got a, a couple of nice catches in the game. It was finally nice to see. I know you guys haven't really been using them that much. You could have left them in Dallas. We could use them. Um, <laughs> He'd be a great number three right now for right, you. Right. He was a great number three last year for us. Uh, right. Uh, we could use a good, solid number three. Um, right. I feel like me, you, and even Brandon, on when we uh, talked about it, kind of um, talked this into existence about coach McDaniel, uh, you know, relying a little bit more on the running game, being a little bit more of a balanced offense, uh, taking a little bit of the pressure off of Tua and, uh, letting the running game open up some passing, uh, open up your passing game, kind of working hand in hand. Uh, certainly feels like, um, they, they made all the adjustments they had to make there for Buffalo. Uh, and Miami really matches up good with Buffalo. Yeah. Um, if, 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 it could be a, a rematch here in the playoffs between you guys. So right. that'd be interesting. And I like that Miami didn't complain about the cold. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, something the loss on the weather. Right. Exactly. So. Um, and not, I mean, where do I start with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. The thing about we, the coach is a rookie coach. That's what we have to remember. Cause if we had a similar game plan uh, to this game, for the San Francisco game, we would have won the San Francisco game. If we would have had a similar game plan for this game and, and opened things up for Tua and and gave him a little bit of a running game so he didn't have to feel like he had to win the game on his own, we probably would have won the the um, San Diego or the, uh, the Chargers, Chargers game. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We probably would have won that game. So it's kind of, you know, 
he still kind of got to me in the, the coaching. There was three times during this game I tweeted. Um, it happened twice. We, it was third and short. Um, I already gave you the stats on how great they were running. They were averaging over seven yards per carry. And it was third and short. Um, and he he chose to – he called a pass play, and, and it was a pass play. And I was like – I tweeted, and I was like – because it happened for a second time. And I was like – I tweeted – um, during the game, like I like I often do on um, Mr. McDolphin seventy three at Mr. McDolphin seventy three on Twitter, um, I tweeted out. I was like, "Why? Why are they choosing to throw the ball on third and short? This this is not a good thing. It come could come back to bite them." And sure enough, late in the game, um, it was third and one on the Buffalo. Um, uh, where I don't know, it was it was on the Buffalo side of the field, and um, they they threw it and to it didn't get it it led to a field goal instead of a touchdown and i was like ooh i tweeted right after that i was like that's the one that probably killed them so it's it's like he came out with the game plan we were successful in the game plan but he doesn't trust the running game enough to live it out you know what i'm right. saying he still pulls back and and wants wants to get it in Tyreek's hand or Waddle's hand or you know what i'm saying something like that um he did in times like that, you have when you're averaging over seven point seven yards a carry, and you only need one two yards. You know what I'm saying? Run right. the ball twice. I don't give a fuck. Run the ball twice. You know what right. I'm That's saying? That's what I was gonna I mean, say. You can uh, so. you can go ahead and run it on third down if you don't get anything. You can, or if you get half a yard, well, you're half a yard closer running it right, on exactly. fourth down. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. Um, that that's he's got to uh, talk himself out of that. I guess right. <laughs> Little stuff like that. So yeah. and there were some other things, you know, concerning the defense, things like that. But this is the NFL East podcast. So let's give Buffalo their props. They are an NFL East team. Josh Allen went 25 for 40, 404 yards, four touchdowns, also had 10 carries for 77 yards. Singletary and Cook, they were held to 18 carries and only 76 yards. So that was pretty good. The D Dolphins defense did shut down their running game. Dawson Knox had a hell of a game, six receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Stefan Diggs, five receptions, 60 yards, and Gabe Davis, four receptions for 56 yards. So, like I said, this game came down to the wire. And um, at the end of the game, towards the end of the game, um, Miami's defense was very up and down the whole game. They were the better, they were the better overall team this game. But um, in the third quarter, they shut Buffalo down, the defense did. And in the fourth quarter, um, to, it's, it's specifically towards the end of the first, fourth quarter, it was a combination of Miami Dolphins' defense not playing as good as they were the, all through the third quarter or even some in the first half. Um, and then Josh Allen doing what Josh Allen does. is he put the fucking – the Buffalo Bills on his back and ran the goddamn ball for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he, he just, you know, I mean, and, and he's a big boy. So um, those 10 carries 77 yards. So, um, and then, and that's, that's what he did. He did that and used his arm a little bit. It was snowing at that time. They stuck to the run and, and um, were able to get the ball down the field, um, some short pass plays. Um, they got it in there, and then of course they got themselves set up for the game-winning field goal. So, so that's cool. Good job, Buffalo. Um, good job, Dolphins. There's no, you know, I don't, I don't believe in any kind of like, you know, um, 
wins, you know, you can't say you had a win because you played good. You know what I'm saying? You fucking lost is what you did. Um, but it's good to see that you're not totally out of it. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, ultimately, the end of the game, um, I tweeted Mr. McDolphin 73 at Mr. McDolphin 73 on Twitter. Right after the game, I tweeted, if the Miami Dolphins play like this, there's not a team left on their schedule that can beat them. But <laughs> if the Miami Dolphins play like they did the two previous games, any team left on their schedule can beat them. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. It's if you're going to show up for the next three games and play like this, there's not a you'll you'll win a playoff game like this. You'll sweep the rest of your schedule and you'll probably win a playoff game if you continue to play like this. So so let's bring it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. And yeah, congratulations on Buffalo making the playoffs. Um yeah, know, congratulations, uh, Buffalo. Fourth fourth year in a row. That's that's fairly impressive as well. Yeah, that's um, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, but this will I think this will give them uh, Miami the momentum and some confidence to to go to the last three games and uh uh you know work their way into the playoffs, you know, starting right. starting with Green Bay, you can knock them out of the playoffs, chase right, kill their playoff dream, although maybe not much of one. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, you're right. Uh, uh, they did go toe to toe with Buffalo. They're they're um, you know they match up well with Buffalo, and um, it is uh, it's more telling that of how good a team they really are, right. so, Miami. So yeah, just keep it up, and I think they'll be all right. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's go to the Cowboys Zaggy Wires. Um, Jaguars pulled this game out at the end, 34 to 40. What you got, Rich? Yeah, we had talked about this game being a possible trap game. And I was kind of convinced, you know, because Houston uh, last week for the Cowboys was such a, a nail biter and Cowboys had to pull that one out of their ass, really. Uh, I feel like they wouldn't be overlooking Jacksonville after being that close to losing last week. But um, they kind of did a little bit. They Although they started off fine. Um, uh uh, it was halftime. It was 20, 21 to seven at halftime. Looked like the Cowboys were rolling. They were coasting. This is game was going to be over, but uh, Jacksonville is a ferocious team. Um, they do have a lot of talent on that team, especially on, on offense. Um, but Trevor Lawrence probably had, they're starting to click. They are starting to click. Um, uh, Doug Peterson, their coach there is really, um, got that team playing really good right now. They, I think they have a good shot of making the playoffs too, by the way. They got a chance of winning their division. They do. I, think. They, uh, I mean, that's how they're going to get in the playoffs, but, yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, exactly. that is almost open for them. If they, if they get, they keep playing at a high level, like they are um, for the Cowboys though. Uh, uh, defensively uh, they were reeling. This was a game that they gave up 500 plus yards to Jacksonville. Um, a lot of them on big pass plays because we were having an issue with our cornerback number two. Uh, we had talked about him uh, a few days ago or a few shows ago. You asked me uh, when Ant Antonio Brown went or Anthony Brown um, got injured and out for the season. You said, well, who, who's, who's the next man up? And I said, Kelvin Jones or Ke I mean, right. yeah. Um, yeah. From uh, Kentucky. And right. he just got, burned <laughs> he, he he does not look like an nfl player or at least he didn't on sunday uh so he, yeah uh Kel kelvin joseph um boss fat man is his uh rap name he's a he's a rapper <laughs> he's a rapper that decides 
spent Sunday playing NFL football. <laughs> right. Um, right. But it didn't really work for us because uh, what he was bringing was not not working at all. But anyway, um, this is a game that um, uh, the Cowboys should have won. They were in position to win. They, in fact, they found every reason, every way to lose this game. <laughs> you know, the Cowboys did. Um, and um, they they, um, they let Jacksonville um, sort of storm back, you know, from being a 21 to 7 deficit to take the lead at uh, uh, 31. Ja- uh, Jacksonville took the lead at 31 to um, 27. Um, at close to the end of the game there. Um, but the reason that the main reason that the Cowboys lost this game is coaching. Um, our offensive coordinator, um, loves to take chances, (laughs) right? So, um, with Jacksonville just rolling at this point in the game and our defense, uh, reeling, uh, we got a turnover. We had a few turnovers in the game, but. Micah Parsons recovered a, f- a fumble with a minute and a half left in the game. Right. Right. Um, at the Dallas 40 yard line. So Dallas, uh, Dallas recovers the ball. They bring their offense out. Um, Jacksonville still got three timeouts. The, the right move. And I've been watching football for a long time is no matter what you get those timeouts from Jacksonville. So they don't, they can't have them. Yeah. You, know, you, you yeah. force Ideally, them. That's what you want to do. Right. Yeah, You force them to use their timeouts because how do you, how do you do that? You run the ball, you know, even if you don't get any, any yards, uh, the clock you're is the the clock up. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're against the clock at this time. So Dallas decides, um, after running on the first two plays and not having any success, which is fine. Uh, but on third down, um, Kellen Moore, our offense coordinator is probably going to be a head coach next year. I'm going to call it. I think somebody will snatch, Kellen Moore and making their head coach because he is a, he's an offensive guru, you know, offensive play caller or offensive play designer. Right. But situational football is terrible. Right. <laughs> so Dallas goes into a uh, mass protect formation for third down, leaving an empty backfield and uh, decide to throw it. They end up throwing it about 30 yards to Noah Brown, our third wide receiver. Um, who had a play on the ball, but it's, it's a risky, it's a risky throw. Um, when you need it, when you definitely need a first down or definitely need to hang on the ball. So that, so that Jacksonville will use their final timeout. But since they decided to be that aggressive with it, Jacksonville got to keep the, keep their timeout. Um, that whole series, Dallas had the ball 23 seconds, gained zero yards and gave the ball back to Jacksonville and let them keep a timeout. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, this is coaching. This is not, you know, it's not Dak Prescott. He's not making the calls. He's he's just trying right. to uh, uh, execute them. Right. But um, uh, giving the ball back to to uh, Jacksonville, if if our defense was first half of the season defense, I'm not worried about it. But right. obviously, we got a serious problem in it with our secondary, right. and we're getting gashed. We've given up 500 yards at this point in the game. So, so uh, Jacksonville was able to, to get the ball back and all they needed was a field goal to go to overtime. Uh, they got it. They used that timeout twice. Uh, there was a uh, uh, out of bounds play. Uh, 
uh, Jacksonville threw it to their tight end, uh, Evan Ingram. Uh, he was trying to get out of bounds. Didn't initially, it didn't look like he got out of bounds, but, uh, since Jacksonville had a timeout, they could challenge it. Right. So they challenged it and reviewed it. They determined he was out of bounds. So that did stop the clock and gave Jacksonville, Jacksonville, their final timeout back. Right. Right. And then they were able to use it to stop the clock. Um, with four seconds to kick a field goal. Right. Right. Plus if you have a timeout, you know, if you, if you have to go up the field and you do have a timeout, then you can use the middle of the field. Right. Because you can get a 20 yard pass play up the middle. So that means the defense has to guard the center of the field. Right. Exactly. They, you have more options. So the D it changes what the defense can do. Exactly. Changes how the defense plays it because otherwise they're just guarding the out of bounds line to make sure you don't go out of bounds. Right. Exactly. Um, Right. So so Jacksonville played it perfectly and uh, was able to use that final timeout, get themselves a, uh, a field goal to go into overtime. Now the defense came back. Uh, Jacksonville got the ball first in overtime. Defense showed up three and out. And then um, uh, Jacksonville punted. Dallas is rolling down the field and all they need is a field goal. But as you know, in football, anything can happen. So, so Prescott throws it was a third down and six. He throws it seven yards. Uh, Callum Moore's play calling in overtime was pretty good, <laughs> you know. Um, but um, uh, the ball hits Noah Brown right between the numbers. He decides to volleyball it up for the defender to grab a hold of and uh, <laughs> end of the game. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I really. And of course, everybody's going to blame Dak Prescott, but Dak Prescott had a great game. Yeah, he, he had really a good game. Did. He's yeah. playing. He's playing at such a high level, but he's going to get blamed for this loss because people are like, "What's wrong with Dak throwing all these pick sixes to, you know, in overtime? What's he doing? What's wrong with Dak?" But look right. at Dak's numbers here. Uh, he was twenty-three for thirty, two hundred and fifty-six yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, he did have one really bad interception, but he did get hit on that play, but. No reason for him to have that second interception. That game should be over, right? Uh, it should be. It shouldn't have gone into overtime. Um, it would. It wouldn't have gone if uh, if the coach's play calling would have been, uh, you know, a more conservative. You know, right. it, it, this this game kind of reminded me of the uh, the New England Atlanta game, right? The Super Bowl where um, uh, Atlanta had a twenty seven to three lead or something like that, and they yeah, uh, and they just allowed New England to stay in the game, right? And they allowed him to do that because their offensive coordinator at the time, which was uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, right. um, boy wonder offensive mastermind, right. <laughs> offensive coordinator guru, uh, just loved taking, you know, like he wanted to make Ryan, um, um, Matt Ryan a hero that day, you know. Right. So it, if they would have just took a knee on every play in the second half on that one, um, they would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. But, exactly. but by just – Allowing the defense just to continually turn the ball over on you or, you know, get the ball back. You're just giving them opportunities to score. So yep. reminding me of that because Dan Quinn's our defensive coordinator. And yep. I know he's thinking Sunday, he's like, my defense is giving up 500 points. I don't have a, I don't have a quarterback number two, <laughs> but uh, we do have an offensive guru that loves to take risk. <laughs> right, offense. exactly. So they're not working together in any kind of way. Right. Um, right. So it is, a, it is a tough loss for Dallas, particularly with the fact that it really knocked them out of getting that one seed. Uh, the yeah. The chances of getting them one seed now are 
almost non-existence. So, right. Yeah. So, and I don't like the fact that, uh, the players have to explain why they screwed that game up when it was a right. total, the coaches, um, botching the play calling is really yeah. what cost them that game. I'm with you. I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Um, cool. 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 All right. Well, let's keep going. Um, uh, you were just talking about the Patriots. So let's switch to the Patriots Raiders. Talk about a crazy game, man. Um, all the games that I had to write notes on this week are cool because all of them like went down to the wire, Jets, Lions, Patriots, Raiders, Dolphins, Bills. You know what I'm saying? I was like, right. okay, cool. That's kind of cool. You know, um, I did watch the the highlights on this game and did a little bit of re- well, the condensed version on it and um did a little research uh because you know we everybody has seen that the last segment craziest ending to a game i possibly have ever seen um this game should have went into overtime i don't have no idea why it didn't um i i don't even really want to read through what exactly happened um if you're listening to this podcast then you know what happened. <laughs> um, basically, the game was tied 24-24. Three seconds left on the clock in regulation. Looks like overtime. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not what happened. Um, New England had the ball. Um, Stevenson ran the ball. He actually ran 23 yards. And then that – why Why did he choose to lateral the ball? I don't um, – I mean, you go – right? Am I, am I thinking? Am I not thinking correctly? You go down at this point. And set up and get ready for overtime. The so, most, yeah, the uh, the high risk, low rewards uh, thinking that's going into these uh, calls for game calls is mind boggling um, to me. Yeah, I'm with you, Josh. You, uh, I mean, you can lateral it once. You can try to see if you can get lucky. Um, but yeah, well, uh, but the you're asking lateral, for a hundred things does the, not the go backwards wrong. Backwards pass from Jacoby Myers makes absolutely oh, no sense, no, at no. all. Because even if Mac Jones catches that, what is he going to do? What's he going to do right. with it? You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, he's not going to have time to set up. He's not going to be able to set up for a pass. He there's it, that made no sense at all. Yeah. So you're saying you you're willing to give Stevenson saying he was just trying to keep it alive. But at least we could agree Jacoby should have went down, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He should have sure. at least yeah. went down. Yeah. At that so point, at that point, why are you like, trying to do a backwards pass yeah. to your fucking quarterback it, it, at this time? I mean, that makes right. no sense. No, it's a. Uh, it was terrible. I'm sure they don't practice it like that, right? Or maybe they do. <laughs> I mean, is that? No, a, they can't, man. They, they can't. They, they absolutely they, cannot practice it like. They that. weren't going for the win. This. They yeah. weren't trying a Miami miracle, or you know, they they weren't. It wasn't this big of a deal. You go down and take the game into overtime. You still have a chance. Ramon Stevenson was having a great fucking game. 19 carries, 172 yards, and a touchdown. You know, he was having a great fucking game. You if you win the toss, all you do is run the shit out of the ball down the field, get into field goal range and kick and kick a field goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's I mean, made- you, you're I mean, I mean, Mac Jones struggled in this game um, pretty bad. 13 to 30, 112 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. But it, it was a close game. It was back and forth. It was cool. I liked watching it, uh, the condensed version on it. It was pretty cool. Pat's defense, um, they played good. They had three sacks and one interception and shut down Devontae Adams to four receptions, 28 yards. 
So they were playing good. Why would you, with a good defense, a good running game, you should have just carried this into overtime. Um, you know, this game and then our last game that we have. Um, well, I would just let me add something here. Yeah, uh, yeah. some of you should get fired for that, <laughs> for that, you know, letting that happen. I'm, I'm saying, but. Um, yeah, I think it might have been just the player's decision. I don't think that was a coaching thing. I don't right. think. Uh, yeah, let's hope so. I mean, like I, I can, I can kind of forgive a player trying to be a little too, too enthusiastic or too right. ambitious, maybe. Uh, if it's a coach call, making that call, it's unacceptable. Um, right. But David Carr and um, Devontae Adams, man, that's a terrible combination. There, <laughs> they looked awful yeah. together. They have like zero chemistry. Um, I, I saw a Devontae Adams was wide open for a pass and David Carr overthrew him by like eight yards. <laughs> right. You know, so uh, that's an awful team there. The Raiders, they, they were expected to be uh, a strong playoff contender and they're, they're kind of trash. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. They have not had the year that yeah. one would think. Um, isn't it ironic that it was uh expatriate, um, Chandler Jones, who's the one that got the interception. Exactly. I want to find out what Brandon house. thinks about that. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. So that'd be good. We'll ask him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, on yeah. That, that had to feel good for him. And, uh, right. Uh, who Here, he, here's who what he, it was. He saying now I agree. That was some stupid shit, but the play before. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and we, and we'll get it. We'll get into that. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Um, we can talk a little bit more about this game, but I just wanted to say what, what Brandon's referring to, of course, is the um, officiating and um, this game. And then even in next game, if anybody has any area to complain about officiating, it would be the, um, the washing the commanders. <laughs> so um, on some, you know, non uh, non call, but I, I believe I don't, I don't bitch about, the officiating because because I believe it washes out in the game. You know what I'm saying? There's bad calls. You you can you can watch tape and see a million calls that weren't played or calls that were um, made that shouldn't have been made. You know what I'm saying? But if you watch that game after game after game, it normally washes out in the game. Was there some bad calls in the Miami Bills game? Hell to the fuck yeah. Was we you know why Tyreek Hill didn't have a great game? Is because he was getting fucking held every damn time he ran out, so he couldn't get away from him. You know what I'm saying? But right. did they call it? Did they call any holding or any passing interference? No, they didn't. But it washes it. It washes out. It kind of evens up throughout the whole the whole game. So I don't bitch about. I don't bitch about it. Um. So, but I but I understand where Patriots fans are coming from. In this, it did look like his toe was on the line. It did look like that that shouldn't have counted. But that's not how it washed out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I'm guessing if we watch the rest of the game, we'll see some calls that should have been called on the Patriots. That wasn't. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. it'll balance out. So that's yeah. the reason why I don't why I don't do it. So but yeah, there's some real funky rule changes there with catching a touchdown in the end zone as opposed to in the, on the playing field outside of the end zone. Uh, right. it doesn't really make sense to me. A catch should be a catch. I think this is one of the NFL's tricking sort of trying to define what a catch is. Um, so especially like the foot placement, it's just different in the end zone. So, right. right. But I, I'll, t I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. The decision from Stevenson, or even if you want to argue the point that Stevenson should lateral, but no, no, I'm not going to even say that this, the decision from Stevenson 
lateraling the ball to Jacoby Meyer was more stupid than the the refs not uh, seeing the dude's toe on the line. <laughs> you know, yes, so if we're talking yeah. about stupidity, it's a good thing New England lost because the dumbest decision made in this game was lateraling the ball. Your defense has been playing great. You've been running the ball great. You take it into fucking overtime and run the ball down their throat. You know what I'm saying? And if they get the ball first, your defense has been playing well. You stop them. And then you get the ball back. You run it down their throat, get into field goal range, and kick field goal. It's what you do. That's how you win a game. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, so. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with all, all of that. Um, uh, but, yeah, t- yeah, I, I take my chances in overtime with, against David Carr every day of the week. Right. <laughs> um, Gus is saying in the comments he thinks that Bill Belichick doesn't like overtime games. Okay, well. <laughs> there might be something to that. <laughs> yeah, there, there might be. I mean, there might be something to that. I don't know. To me, it just seemed like a – a player that was having a really good game wanted to end the game and wanted to, it looked like when he was running the 23 yards, I thought he was going to take it to the house there for a second. I was like, Holy shit, he's gone. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, they, if he was probably a little bit faster, I mean, uh, Stevenson is extremely strong and tough. He's not all that fast, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was the weirdest ending to a game that I've, that I've seen that should have went into overtime. I mean, I've seen games like that, like the game's over, so they might as well start lateraling the ball and, you know what I'm saying, or try, you know. The the reason why I don't think it was the coaching was because the coaches chose to run the ball. So they chose to end the game and take it to overtime, right? They did. They would have went for a Hail Mary or they would have went, you know, they would have done something like that, wouldn't they? Yes. Unless you have a better chance of doing a Hail Mary than you do – uh, okay, well, let's run it. If we get stuffed and start lateraling the ball, you know, yeah. I mean, that just doesn't a little bit too, too cute by half, I think is what they say. Yeah, right. too, too cute right. if, if that's what you're designing. But right, I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll tell you what, Bill Belichick has uh taken a lot of um not knocks this year with his decision to to go into the year without an offensive coordinator after Josh McDaniels left. Um this is a very unpatriots thing to do to see on a well-disciplined Patriots team. But, you know, I, I've been thinking about that. We've been saying that all year. We, we've, we've watched games. We've watched all these penalties come from these Patriots this year. And we're like, that's very unpatriot. Like that's very unbell Belichick. Like, but is it, I mean, is it, it's it, if it's happened this year, it's, it's, becoming more of a regular thing you know what i'm saying um, i don't i don't know if bill belichick is going to be gone this year um <clears throat> the only way he, he would be gone is if he retired that no he could retire i mean he could right they're not going to run him out that's the only way that's the only way he's going to be gone i don't know if he's going to retire or not but what i am willing to bet is that he has a different um different staff <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i, I would kind of force him to you know if i would you know the uh, Patriots owners, or I, w- I would force them to pick another staff because this obviously doesn't work. You know, this, uh, your team is not as disciplined as it normally is. Your team is not, your, your quarterback's getting pissed off at the call play at the play calls and the, you know what I'm saying? And, and he, he was a quarterback that had a little bit of promise. You know, he had a young, he took, you know, in his rookie year, he took your team to the, to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I don't see him as a, as a playoff team because of the coaching fucking staff. That's the only reason because of the coaching staff, because yeah, of the they really needed that game or too. lack of offensive so, coordinator. So yeah. Sucks. Patriots need Sucks to pick up every game they can possibly get. 
<laughs> at this point. And yeah, I would have taken my chances in overtime in that game easily. And definitely, I would have considered it at least 50 50 at that point. Right. So, right. As opposed to, all right, cool. All righty. We're coming up on an hour. So we got about 10 minutes or a little bit less to uh, uh, share on the night game. Um, did you know that this game, of course, I'm talking about the Giants Commanders game. The, in this game, the Giants snapped their 11 game losing streak in primetime. It's the first. It's the Giants' first primetime win since 2018, Week 10. Wow. Yeah. That's it, crazy. Yeah. Um, coach of the year, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think um, he'll get it, but he should get some kind of consideration. Uh, the turnaround for the Giants has been uh, unpredictable. <laughs> I don't think anybody had that foreseen any of that. But um, <coughs> No. Yeah, that's and a really I mean, nice stat, so – Right, that's that's yeah. pretty pretty impressive, pretty crazy. Congratulations, Giants. Um, going into this game, I was thinking, and me and you talked about it. I was thinking that Washington's defensive line was going to pressure Daniel Jones. He was going to have a long freaking night, and I and I felt like they're the, you know, the defensive line for Washington is their best unit, and I felt like they had the ability to control the game, right. Right. Was I ever so wrong? <laughs> that is not what happened in this game. Actually, as we get dive into it, the exact opposite is what happened in this game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, pretty crazy. Daniel Jones, 21 for 32, 160 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and was sacked zero times. Yeah, that's zero times. remarkable. So that defensive line never got to them one time. Yeah, that's a little um, – That's. I would not have – I'm surprised. Yeah. Right. And um, and they had the ability, the Giants had the ability to run the ball. Daniel Jones uh, had 10 carries, 35 yards. Saquon Barkley, 18 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Actually, it was the Giants' defense that stepped up big in this game. That's And that was the key to this game was Kayvon Thibodeau. Holy I shit. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going to make an effort to really pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> Kayvon yeah. Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Yeah. Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he played like a star. That dude. Uh, we were talking about. Oh, outstanding, yeah. We were playing about yeah. talking about outstanding rookies, and we he missed a lot of the early season. But um, he well, made our, this, he made our list last Thursday. Did he? he? Made our list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He made our list. He's my favorite defensive player um, this year, besides Sauce Gardner. Right. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had the sack, the forced fumble, the recovery, yeah. and the touchdown. Well, he had in one play, <laughs> right. he had a strip sack fungal, fumble recovery for a touchdown in yeah. one play. Amazing. You want to yeah. hear his stats for the game? Sure. 12 tackles, yeah. one sack, one touchdown, three tackles for loss, one quarterback hit, three run stuffs, and two quarterback pressures in one game. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> this, this boy went off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, I think he's established himself as definitely going to be uh, one of the best defensive ends in uh, in the NFL, really. I think coming up, uh, he's got a bright future. Guy looks like looks every bit of like a all pro, yeah, 
Yeah. And he's he's been doing it. Um, I was looking when I was pulling up these stats because I knew he had a hell of a game. I didn't know he had 12 tackles. That's pretty damn amazing by itself. Um, and then I knew, of course, he had that one big play because I watched the game. Um, but then when I was pulling up his stats, I, I looked back at his stats. I was like, he's actually had a pretty good year. He was injured towards the beginning of the year. Right. I mean, he's but he's actually had a good season, uh, like a good season. And he's been um, a tackling machine. Uh, this whole, you know, this season, his his uh, stats are really good. Great job. Kayvon Thibodeau, amazing game. Um, Vegas, you know, and not only that, they were the ones able, the G-men's defense, of course, is who I'm referring to, were, they were the ones that were able to apply pressure on Taylor Heineke. I thought it was going to be the other way around going into this game. I was like, Daniel Jones is going to have to run for his life. Because, right. you know, that Washington D-line is badass. Um, it was the exact opposite. Because Taylor Heineke, he um, was the one that was sacked three times. So Daniel yeah. Jones, zero sacks. Tyler Heine- Taylor Heineke, three sacks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. Uh, went. Go ahead. Oh, definitely a surprise. Yeah, in that regard. Yeah, That's yeah de- definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was, to- it was totally – I thought that was the key to win the game for Washington. And when that wasn't happening, I was like, Ooh, Washington, you're going to have to do something. You know, I mean, here, here's a little bit of Washington stats and we could talk about them for a minute. Um, uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Heineke, 17 for 29, 249 yards, one touchdown. And here it is two fumbles there. That's kind of what killed them. Three carries for 33 yards. Um, Brian Robinson, uh, NFL boy Brandon's guy, his rookie, offensive rookie of the year, uh, 12 carries, 89 yards. Um, Jahan Dotson, he had rookie. a big game. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go yeah. again. We have to make talking about all these right? young players, four receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. He went off. Um, the cornerbacks did a pretty good job keeping scary Terry although he still got six, six receptions for 70 yards, but they were focusing on um, Terry McLaurin and kind of forgot about Jahan Dotson, put him in single coverage, and he burnt his defender um, multiple times uh, for over 100 yards in the touchdown. So Jahan yeah. Dotson, hell of a game. Yeah, and a, a really good season too, uh, even though he's, he's he's had some injuries as well. That, uh, he's got six touchdowns this year. For a rookie wide receiver, I think that's pretty good. That's uh, pretty awesome. Pretty yeah, it awesome. is good. And – that guy's only five eleven. It's uh, even more. Impressive. Yeah, he's a little dude, man. He yeah, he's short. I was he's like, not a, he's not a you know a, a giant Randy Moss receiver out there. He's uh, a little dude for you know NFL standards. Um, definitely going to be a star. I think he's. Uh, uh, you know, we. I remember. I remember we talking a lot about him during the draft. During the draft, and uh, he's let, yeah. he's lived up to it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, interesting stat on this game. Um, you know, this is Washington's second game in a row against the Giants, coming off of a, yep. you know a bye week in between, yep. right? Uh, that the the first game is twenty to twenty, uh, right. the tie, and this one is twenty to twelve. So yeah, um, yeah, I think I think that's a little bit interesting. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Well, I told yeah. you I was going to um, kick both of these teams out of the NFL East, um, as far as our podcast is concerned, if they decided to tie again. Because, you know, um, uh, Gus said that Bill Belichick hates a tie, um, you know, or overtime games. I hate a tie game. 
I don't mind an overtime game, but if you can't do shit in overtime and you come out of tie, then I hate you. Somebody should be able to score three points in 10. Well, there was exactly, exactly. There was a point in this game where I thought it was going to go into overtime again. And I was like, Oh no, hell no. Come on. I'm not going through this shit again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the referees made sure of that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, This was was another, this is another, you know, ref, uh, ref game. Um, Cause I, I, I mean, I will go ahead. I'll tell you right now, my opinion on it. Of course that was pass interference by far. He was all over him. He was all over Jahan Dotson um, right. on that last throw of the game. Um, but you know what? Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, um, he felt like the defensive player um, felt like it was worth it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I, I'm not going to let him catch this ball. If I get called for it, Hey, you know, it's better than him catching the ball and them you know, going up really. So, and that's something I bet they are coached up with because um, the referees just don't like to call that play. They don't want to right. call pass interference to decide a game that puts them in a bad spot. Uh, the same thing happened to to Dallas against the Green Bay Packers uh, on their last offensive play. They uh, they couldn't convert. They failed to convert a third down because um, uh, C- uh, CD Lamb pretty much got tackled. But right. the rest are going to swallow their whistle there. So you yep. can't really rely on it. I think that's kind of what, if everybody expects that, you can't really complain about it. I do have an issue with that. Uh, uh, I'm not sure who, who was that scary Terry on the, uh, on the, the toe lining up, yeah, on, the line lining up on the toe. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was Terry. And he looked at the, he looked at the ref multiple times. Right. And like pointed and at him. You know I think, what I'm saying? I think that. That ref can't ignore that player. If you ask a ref a question, I think the ref needs to answer. You know, like uh, and that happened to Dallas as well, uh, and it cost us a play, but it cost him a touchdown on that one, right? right. And, and and he wasn't even in the play, uh, right? He wasn't. Even right. in the he play. was on. Yeah, right. wasn't really even involved in the play. But but I think if uh, now I say that you're an NFL player, you should know where to line up. But yeah. I, I do think if you ask a referee, they have to give you an answer. Uh, an honest answer anyway, because it looked like, you know, maybe the referee didn't hear him, ignored him, didn't want to answer, gave him the wrong answer. It's hard to say, but um, that that's, you know, you can't line up off sides. So, yeah, Yeah, it's pretty rough, pretty rough. Um, But yeah, these were were all wild, crazy games. I I got it. I mean, uh, I'm just, dude, I am, when it comes to the giants, Washington jets, have you have you paid attention to all these names that were rattling off? Kayvon Thibodeau, Sauce Gardner, Brian Robinson, Jahan Dotson. These are freaking rookies, dude. We um, Garrett Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then Br- Bryce Hall. He got knocked out. I think he was going to get Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, the great running back that was ha- the running back for the Jets that was having such a great season before he got knocked out. Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I mean, these, uh, Elijah Moore is, is, a yeah, another young dude, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we, we just, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I think. Yeah. That's a great draft class. This is, this is probably, you know, uh, you know, one of the best in a long time, right. a, a deep impactful draft class. Yep. Yep. Um, and even, um, you know, even for the bills, they, they had cook that helped out, um, a little bit. Um, he's a rookie running back, the Singletary and Cook. Um, they didn't have a good running game, but there you go. Uh, running day. All right, man. Well, that's week 15. It's over. Um, so our uh, my Dolphins and your Cowboys can look forward to week 16. We're yes. done. Wrap it up. Yep. Take the lump and move yes. on. 
That Giants win, by the way, gave Dallas the playoff spot. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I was like, that's the Dallas Cowboys' luck, man. Is that <laughs> they they lose a close right. game and then yeah. um, come out by the end of the weekend, they're in the playoffs. They have yeah. a lock for the playoffs. Right so. now, if the Giants lose one more game, then that locks the Cowboys up at number five. So, right, right. Yeah, it's so, all it's all interconnected there. But we will see. And who are the Giants playing next? And who are the Cowboys playing next? Who are the Dolphins got coming up? Well. I'll tell you what, we have that schedule. We have that slate of games. Week 16 games tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, right here. We are going to go through games of the week. Um, look into week 16. Um, did, you know, just give us uh, some things we want to see out of those teams. And, of course, we'll give our predictions. We got uh, a little bit of stuff from news from the East piling up uh, concerning the Giants. Of course, we'll have uh, updates on Jalen Hurts. Um, we got some Injuries on the Cowboys, a Mike White Jets situation, um, and then a couple of a possible records that might be able to be broke this year that I want to take a look at and and see if um you know see if these if these guys are going to have the chances or teams are going to have the chances to break those records. So we're going to have fun and news from the East and uh, take a look at the Week 16 slate of games tomorrow night, seven o'clock right here. How's that sound? Sounds good. Twenty four hours. 24 be hours. back in 24 something like that right? <laughs> cool cool uh, all right y'all that was uh that was week 15 it's wrapped up for you and until tomorrow night i'm out bye peace <laughs>